Coming up, time to flip up the old handheld for casual gaming on the go. Leave all your complaints in my PictoChat. It's the Nintendo DS, and this is Most Extreme Podcast. Extreme Podcast, the show where we discuss and analyze the enigma that is 2000s pop culture. I am Brett Ellison. I'm Jonathan Snowdy. Uh, Jarrett is off tonight. Uh, he was murdered and set on fire while celebrating his birthday. A very unfortunate series of events. Yes, um, really he's, doing, he's doing much better. Um, also turned into a newt. Um, but he's recovered. <laughs> um... For those who don't know, there's a YouTube video in which a uh, guy <laughs> misreads the teleprompter and he says like, good evening, everybody. I'm Dane Des- Destita. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and set on fire while celebrating his birthday, like goes into the next segment. So everyone's like, whoa, whoa. Like no, no transition whatsoever. Yes. But we should give a happy belated birthday to Jarrett. We were recording this on his birthday. He has the day off and um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Oh, man, I'm so excited for today's topic. Uh, We are talking about the Nintendo DS and all of its cousins. Oh. There are a lot of different types of Nintendo DS out there. It's a a reunion of sorts, I guess you could say. Um, But yeah, and here to join us from all the way in... So sorry, somewhere in Texas is Lauren Gildas. <laughs> hey guys, sorry, just I, somewhere. I, just I, and then we just offended all of our Texas fa- uh, fan base. Um, uh, it's just easy to do. I realized. Um, Jonathan, have you gotten to that episode of SpongeBob where they make fun of the fact that Sandy's is from Texas? <laughs> yes, yes. I was about to mention that. I'm not you- okay, Lauren. I know you're technically from California, but you're also from Texas. But yes, so we're sorry true. if we offended you in any way. No, I, yeah, I, contrary to popular belief, I'm not a Texan that loves Texas, so I wouldn't even necessarily call myself a Texan, California girl for life, so. We, um, so Lauren and I uh, worked at a summer camp together, and I, we, at one point, there was this, uh, like, talk lecture, or, and he was giving a lecture, and. <laughs> a talk lecture? <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a lecture, and um, he, he said something and made a joke like, unlike Texas, those morons or something, and like the crowd stood yeah. up, like fifty yeah. percent of them were from Texas. Like, hey, like they got so offended. So yeah, Texas oh, can man. be pretty prideful. Hey, Texas is a great state. It I is. It. it is it's easy to make fun of you people because so true. Fringe. Anyway, but thank you, Lauren, for joining us on the yeah, show. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy um, to be here. Yeah, it was interesting coming up with like topics to talk about and then you put out nintendo ds i didn't know that you were a gamer do you have like a history with like nintendo ds (laughs) some would call me a gamer girl um mostly my so i have four younger siblings um all of them are big gamers my dad is a computer programmer so i've kind of grown up in the gamer culture um but yeah i i did dabble in the gamer world when i was a youngin (laughs) okay 
And would you call the Nintendo DS maybe like the system that you played the most or was it? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, It was mostly, yeah, Nintendo DS was kind of like my first intro into video games. And then we moved over to good old Wii and Xbox and all of that. So, but definitely this was like my first gamer console. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 Jonathan, what about you? I, in terms of my history with the DS, Man, I, I don't actually know when I got my first DS. My first DS was a DS Lite. Um, so that would have oh, been like... Yeah. Light. Yeah. Um, so I, my first video game console, my brothers and I, we all got a GameCube for Christmas. So that was our first console. That was like my big like introduction to like video games in general. Yeah. And then the DS just like, it took off from there. Like I, I remember because like I had, oh, I had so many great games, and I, I was lucky enough to have people who lived on my street who also had DSs, and we could do like PictoChat together and like download play and all PictoChat. Awesome stuff. That was revolutionary. Oh, it was, yeah. That and I, I don't know if we'll mention um, the Flipnote Studio. That was that came out with like the DSi. Oh yeah. Yes. Later on. Oh my god. People gosh. would like animate this like so crazy stuff on it. Yeah. It was a is a lost era. This is a weird time to mention that uh, I'm deleting all of my social media and only using Picto Chat. So if anybody <laughs> wants to hang out or anything, uh, we'll be in the same chat room. I just remember <laughs> being so pumped about Picto Chat, but you had to be like in the same space as people to actually Picto yeah. Chat them. Yeah. So I don't even. Where is everybody? <laughs> Getting off social media. I'll be in chat room A if you need me. But you need to be like within a hundred feet of me. So (laughs) I remember like my friends at church, we would just, for some reason, like church would end, all the parents would be talking and then we would just whip out the DSs and start picto chatting, which makes no sense because we could just just talk to to each each other. (laughs) But instead it was way cooler to picto chat. Uh, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Did um, you ever like draw things and then like oh, use the, the buttons to scroll through them and have like it like like animated? Yeah, yeah, Order. like the flip oh, yeah. book type thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like stuff. it was much harder in PictoChat to do that because you literally had to do it like one by one. Yeah, and then like. I mean, when you spend enough time on there, you <laughs> 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 can make some pretty cool stuff. Um, so what's, what's your history with the DS? Yeah, I did not, I don't have a D I just got my first Nintendo DS over quarantine um, because <laughs> I saw it at Walmart and I was like, yeah, that's, that's Wait, it was, they're still selling them at Walmart. There was a three DS. I don't know if we'll get into that. I just saw it for cheap <laughs> okay. and I was like, I'm, I'm house sitting for an entire it. month. I have nothing to do. I might as well do this. Um, I, I get outside people. Okay. I don't spend my mm-hmm. whole time. Um, but yeah, so I didn't have a Nintendo DS when I was a kid. I definitely remember the era of when everybody had a Game Boy. And I remember specifically being at Cub Scouts and having being on the playground afterwards and then like three people gasping at me not having a, any video, video game system at all. Um, and then they said, okay, so here's what you're going to do, Brett. Bring $20 next week and then follow us. So... <laughs> Next, the next week, I brought twenty dollars, and then we walked through this of like the church parking lot, 
and there was a guy sitting there, a, another kid, not a full man. Um, and he was selling <laughs> like, half man. He, he was selling um, Game Boys out of his minivan and I got one and then uh, it broke. And hold up, hold up. Oh no. This kid had a minivan? <laughs> he pulled up. This quarter of a man had a minivan. How old is this guy? <laughs> Is he 12 or 46? Yeah, bro, I'm gonna need you to rewind. I'm <laughs> when I was in second grade, I was stealing stuff out of my van. Very strange second grader. Anyway. Um yeah. Just, he just like oh, just holds up one side of his jacket, like, hey kids, you wanna buy some video game consoles? <laughs> this is a little weird my because mini-man. Jonathan, we were in Cub Scouts together. Yeah, uh, I don't remember this story at all. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember the kid with the minivan? <laughs> I feel like that'd be pretty memorable, Jonathan. No, I wasn't a part of any of these shady back alley video <laughs> game deals. So, yeah, I got mine illegal. But anyways, <laughs> so the Nintendo DS, I guess we all have some story with it. But um, yeah, I think it's a cool, I think it's cool now, um, mainly just because, well, I guess we'll talk about coming up, just like, the state of the world and <laughs> that sounds deeper than spoken. <laughs> um, and just um how gaming has changed so much, but um I guess how the Nintendo DS was sort of a crossroads path for that. But do you have any history on that, Jonathan, about like the Nintendo DS? I guess we can get into that. I've got a little bit. I I wasn't able to find a whole lot. Um yeah, but I'll just start with so before the DS, the consoles that Nintendo had out would be the Game Boy Advance, which came out in 2001, and it did really well. They what? also released their big when did thing. Did you have a Game Boy? I did not. Ah. Went straight for the DS. Mm. So they also had the GameCube, which also came, it came out later in September of 2001. Um, and although it's a console that I absolutely love because I grew up with it, Um, And I grew up with a lot of great games on it. It really did not sell that well. Um, Like to date, it only sold like, like 21, a little over 21 million units. Um, Which will, if you compare it to like how other things, like for example, like the Game Boy SP, which was like an updated Game Boy Advance, that sold twice as many units as the GameCube. That's the Um, one that like has the flippy thing, right? Right, right. Which we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah, the flippy um, thing, that thing. Yeah, so it's like the clamshell. It folds with my hand. Yeah, it folds. It folds closed just like the DS does, <laughs> uh, but it only has one screen. Um, At first, I so, said it folds clothes. Folds clothes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it folds clothes. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Nintendo I was, like, Wait, was trying I never to. I my DS for folding my T-shirts. What the heck? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, eventually they got beat out by other cleaning robots like like Roomba, <laughs> but Nintendo was trying to like spread out. They were like, uh, if people aren't buying our video games, maybe they'll buy like a robot like and fold clothes. The moms are all like, oh my gosh, okay, fine, I'll give you a video game as long as you fold the clothes with it afterwards. I, oh man, logistically, I'm just like thinking about folding a t-shirt with DS. It's not going Can't wait great. to play Laundry Folding Simulator 2006. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Go, but I <laughs> so, 
uh, Nintendo GameCube was like their big, like high cost, high power console that came out. Really did not perform that well um, sales wise. Um, so about a year later, like mid 2002, Nintendo is starting the development of the DS or what will become the DS. And the whole idea is kind of based on um, an idea that they're, I think he was president up until 2003 or four, I want to say. Um, his name is Hiroshi uh, Yamauchi. Um, and he's the one who kind of had this idea for a console with two screens. So they start developing that. Um, it's kind of first mentioned to the public. It's, they, it's almost like teased, um, like, hey, we're working on a new console. So that's in November of 2003. They kind of like softly break the news that like, okay, next year we're going to have this new console. And they kind of confirm that, okay, it's not related to the GameCube or the Game Boy Advance. It's like it's its own thing. So was it called the Nintendo DS at that point or was it? What was they it? hadn't named it yet. They just said, we're working on our new console. Hmm. So they hadn't mentioned what its name was yet. Um, I th shortly after that, they mentioned the name Nintendo DS as like a development name, um, but it wasn't really official. Okay. So um, then at the time, so I think uh, in 2004, they switched over presidents. So then the president, um, uh, Satoru Iwata, um, mentioned that. Well done. What's up? I said good pronunciation. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> like tough one. I just feel like he's reading off all these facts. We got to hype him up a little bit. <laughs> Keep going. You got it, buddy. You got it, Jonathan. All right. <laughs> I'm going to finish. All right. Um, so he mentioned that the the whole idea of the DS was to create this sort of unique 21st century gaming experience, um, and the, the touch screen was sort of this intuitive, user friendly feature that like new gamers could easily get into and understand how to play the game, rather than like the old school like um, controller and buttons and like learning weird combos and stuff. They they wanted it to be a lot of very like you know, use the stylus on the touch screen, um, things like that that are very easy for new gamers. I mean, think of it, I, I, I would compare it to like later when they had the Wii with the motion controls. Yeah. It's like a very easy, like everyone could be interested in the Wii and that's why the Wii was successful. I feel like this is one of the first times that the touch screen was like easily accessible to a lot of people. Am I incorrect in saying that? No, no, I think you're you're right. You might you might be right. I think. I mean, because I, I just remember. No, go ahead. I just remember it being like super cool that it was touchscreen and that you had these little. Yeah. Um. What did we call them? Like the stencil? Was it called a not a stencil? Yeah, stylus. Yeah, the stylus. stylus. Yeah. I had this. I was like a Star Wars nerd, and I had this stylus that looked like a lightsaber. I remember it was oh. so cool. That was pretty legit back then. That is legit. Yeah. You're you you're probably the coolest person in this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, um, because of my this is <laughs> because of the breaking news. Jonathan, <laughs> I'm quitting most extreme podcast <laughs> because I have a stylus that looks. I like couldn't I I couldn't keep up with you know you can't compete with that. No. Um, yeah, the name Nintendo DS was like solidified in 2004. Um, I think it was E3 2004 when they were being, doing the big reveal of what this console was going to be. Um, 
and they solidified that it would indeed be called Nintendo DS, um, which I always thought was for dual screen. But for some reason, Wikipedia also says it might stand for developer's system. What? I don't don't know about that. I read that too. I was like, I think at one point they wanted it to be like, they wanted the Nintendo DS to be like accessible enough to other software developers so that it could be like, listen, we don't have to make it all. I mean, you guys could do stuff if you wanted to. That's a really uh, broad uh, generalization of what they said. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We got you. Yeah. So the important things to note is that the DS that had just been launched in 2004 was quickly becoming the determining factor in whether or not Nintendo would continue to be successful. Um, And honestly, the rest is history because uh, overall, all Nintendo DS units sold like, I think it's a cumulative of like 100 and, yeah, 154 million units. And that's yeah. just the DS, not not including like 3DS. 3DS is its own thing. So that's DS, DS Lite, DSi, like 154 million units, which is more than than the Nintendo Wii. Wow. That's, yeah, that's like 50, that's, that's like, yeah, that's the Nintendo crazy. Wii sold like 100 million units, which is really good. But like, that just shows that like the Nintendo DS was just like so much more popular. Right. So, I I do. Do you, do you still have some more? Sorry, I was. I don't want to cut. That's you. that's my that's my main history on the development. Again, I couldn't find a whole lot, um, but those are the big points that I think that I think are important. I was so far. It was so crazy that you figured out that they could fold clothes. I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it took me a couple tries. Um, and a few DSs. <laughs> a few DSs. You gotta get what kind a of clothes roller. are you folding? <laughs> they either have to be like the smallest clothes you've ever seen, or <laughs> you get a bunch of DSs for a Okay. Um, I'm about to try it right now. <laughs> Mom, where's my DS? I need to fold some Use clothes. The, plug the Nintendo like DS Steam adapter into the uh, Game Boy Advance slot. Now it will create steam that can be used <laughs> to smooth over wrinkles. Perfect. Um, these, this is a good idea. We should sell this to Nintendo. Um, but yeah, I think you're right about like the, the uniqueness of the DS, I guess, coming from the the two screens um, being the whole thing, like dual screen. Do you guys like the, the the two the two screen thing, or how do you guys feel about that? I mean, yeah, I thought it was super cool back in the day. Um, I just thought that it was neat that, especially like in Picto Chat, um, Jonathan and I were talking about this earlier. But the fact that like you could make consecutive Picto Chats that then made like a what are those called? Are they just called flip books? Like you know, the I think it, it was. You would just call it an animation because, like, the flipbook was like it was, I guess it was a flipbook style animation, but like, flipbooks make me think of what came later with, yeah, they basically turned the animations in PictoChat into their own game, like a stop motion type thing. I feel like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so the fact that you could create it on your bottom screen, um, with your lightsaber stylus that was blue. (laughs) um and and then like see it actually um on the top screen was pretty cool that you had that dual screen yeah 
I think it works really well, especially for something, for example, like Mario Kart, where mm -hmm. on the top screen you're watching the game, but like on the bottom screen you see a map, so you kind of have an idea of where things are. So I think for something like that, it works really, really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's also super innovative as well in terms of like how gaming works, I guess. Um, Brett, have you been playing a lot of Mario Kart during quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. It's interesting. I since I just got a Nintendo DS, I don't. I actually got well, a 3DS. Excuse me. I. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have any games for the specific DS. So a uh, shout out to Quinn O'Neill, um, Jonathan's roommate, who just lended me nice. all the games. <laughs> oh, what a pal. Yeah, right? Yeah. So shout out to Quinn, our new sponsor. Uh, <laughs> our, that's our first, that's, that's legitimately our first sponsor. Yeah. You're shout right. out to Quinn O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, you were the first one. person to materially contribute <laughs> to most extreme podcasts. Yeah. What uh, games did he give you? Um, so he gave me. Uh, well, I guess we'll get into it later. I don't want to get okay. Later. All right. But, um, no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. Um, yeah, but I guess like Lauren, you were talking about the touchscreen being super revolutionary. I also would say that I think the Nintendo DS was probably the first time I used something touchscreen. Um, do you guys remember the um, personal digital assistants? That was yeah. yeah. My dad had one. They were basically like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like, like the, planners, like, with the like the like the Palm Palm Pilot kind of stuff. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Little like touch screen in your hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, that's what they look like. Oh, okay. Yes. I was, yeah. I was on a different planet. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Um, you know what? I think I still have one somewhere. Whoa! You should bring that out just in the middle instead of being like. Oh, I gotta check my phone. Just be like, huh, what's my <laughs> your phone pilot? Yeah, my 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 uh my visor prism that the uh the I it's a I I I have the original box for it too. Well, original quote unquote. It has got like a big refurbished sticker on the front. Perfect. But the, the best thing about the box is that like right like in the middle of like the box is just like now with like so many like million colors. <laughs> Like the big thing that they're boasting is that it has a color screen. Yo. I mean, it's that was pretty time. big back then. Oh, it was. Yeah. But it's interesting because I think 2004 when the Nintendo DS came out and then these personal digital assistants were big, um, was like, they had touchscreen, but everything came with a stylus. Not everything came with a lightsaber stylus, but everything <laughs> came so true. with, yeah. Because so like the first time, like the first iPhone didn't release until 2007. And I remember that being super revolutionary where I was like, what? I can just use my fingers to move this around? Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, it's just funny. I've seen so many of those it. iPhone ads. It's funny now looking at like the first iPhone and like what we have now. It's like the heaviest junk <laughs> uh, piece of, uh, and like the camera is like barely works. But at the time we were all like, wow. Yep. So, but yeah, um, I was looking at one thing that I think really made the, D the DS super unique. I don't know if you guys remember this, but the DS download play. Um, yes. So basically the idea is like uh, anyone who had like, so for, say for example, if like Jonathan or Lauren, you guys had the game Mario Kart. If you had it, you could create a lobby and other players who didn't even have the game could just um, Yeah, join. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. That was super revolutionary at the time. So you could be like on a bus with your friends going somewhere and then you could all play Mario Kart without 
everyone having to have a copy of the game. That's pretty revolutionary. I don't know how I forgot about that part. Um, yeah, I think that's something cool that I, I even today doesn't even feel like that's as possible now. Yeah, no, not at all. Jonathan, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was I was lost. I was thinking about because um, <laughs> I used to play Metroid Prime Hunters um, with DS download play a lot because I had it for a long time before my friends had it. Yeah. Yeah. I, fact that you could just share I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I broke my like the L and R buttons with that game because you use them to like shoot um, like uh, like your blaster and your missiles, and I'm pretty sure I broke the L and R buttons on my DS Lite um, from playing that game so much. It's going too hard. <laughs> I was I was getting too. I don't know how, but I tried the online play once, and I, again, I don't know how, but people like legitimately were hacking that game. Like people had like wall hacks and were like teleporting over the map. And so then you just decided to press yeah. on your left and right. <laughs> yeah, then I was like, I'm way harder. You're like, they're hacking, but if I use more power from my index fingers, no way are they gonna beat me. It's I mean um, those stories, those stories were unrelated, but we'll just go with that. <laughs> yes. It was very hackable. I don't I don't I don't know how you hack a DS game. Not that yeah, I've ever tried. What? Um, but. I did watch a video then talking about how the DS was used to install malware on like Wi-Fi devices, but that's for another time. Oh, really? Um, actually, side yeah. note, talking about like just almost destroying a, a system. The first time I ever met Jarrett, who is not here, boo, um, <laughs> he told me that he, him and his brother played Super Smash Brothers on their Nintendo 64 so hard that smoke started coming out of it <laughs> and they had to get a new one. I, is that what so is that, how that works so talk about button mashing you just hit it so fast just steam smoke i okay i'm that. questioning this story but that that's a new level <laughs> um that's but yeah insane um the other two things that i think are interesting about the nintendo ds is that it was uh so backwards compatibility so the fact that it could play Game Boy games as well as Nintendo DS games. Mm -hmm. um, this changed with like some more Nintendo DSs later on, but um, yeah, that was pretty cool. That it's like, oh, I mean, Nintendo DS games are kind of expensive. What if I just got a Game Boy game? Um, and then the other one that they're um, region free, which means that you could get a Nintendo DS game from anywhere in the world, and it could play on any system. Um, Whereas I think the Wii and some other systems where it's like, if you get a Japanese copy of the game, it has to be played on a Japanese system. Um, so. Yeah, I think that makes sense for a mobile, like a handheld game system to be region free. Yeah. Because are, are you telling me that you're going to make a handheld and like don't expect like someone to take it on the plane somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some people bring, like, a Wii on a plane. There's always some rumor that, like, guys, I, I, can, I plugged in, like, you know how they had DVD players and minivans? It's like, oh, yeah, I brought my Xbox, and we played Halo or something in the car. And I was like, I don't believe it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm interested, so I guess kind of going into talking about, like, I guess the impact of the Nintendo DS and just culture in general. Um, I'm glad, Lauren, that we have you here, mainly because the D DS was... For a lot of people, um, 
the first system that would would kind of involve both male and female gamers. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I, w- I don't know if you have like perspective on like as a female gamer, how the DS was different than anything, or that what did it? Did you gravitate towards it more because of the games, or did you? Was it just something about it? Yeah, I think so. Originally, my brother, who's two years younger than me, he got his Nintendo DS for he used some of his Christmas money, and I remember just being like basically a bug to a light. Like I was just glued to his Nintendo DS, and I've always loved racing games, so of course Mario Kart caught my eye. Um, but my dad, (laughs) I was like a weird kid to where I was like saving up for my first car when I was like seven. So I like, (laughs) I, (laughs) what was that? Did you get a stretched Hummer for your first car? (laughs) No, (laughs) Nissan Versa. I, yeah. So I was, (laughs) I was just like, yeah, super stressed about money at a ridiculously young age. And my dad ended up taking my Christmas money that I had saved up in my separate account and just buying me a red Nintendo DS and coming home and being like, you want this? And I was like, I do, I do. (laughs) I, yeah, and that's when it all started. Um, I, yeah, I loved Mario Kart. And then I think for me, um, I'm sure that there was, like I said, I didn't have a Game Boy, but I'm sure that since the Game Boy came beforehand, like they had some more games that were like directly related to girls and like things that girls would be interested in. Um, but I know that for a fact, there was a couple games that I loved um, on the Nintendo DS that I hadn't seen on the Game Boy. Um, I remember playing Hello Kitty and <laughs> Dogs. Um, and things like that, that weren't necessarily games that you would play like in an arcade, um, say. So I think that's kind of what, what version of Nintendogs did you have? I, I you know how there was like, there was like Dachshund and like Chihuahua. I don't remember. I know it was red. Um, and Uh. I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a maroon color. Ah, my favorite. Oh, it might the red one. That, that that might be what I have because I. So funny story. I got Nintendo Dogs. I didn't buy it. We were on a road trip to see my you grandparents. Got it from the, the boy in the van. And even better, <laughs> we we stopped to get gas. I hopped out of the car to use the restroom, and when I looked down on the ground, there was a copy of Nintendogs Dalmatian and Friends what? on the ground. And that's how I got my copy of Nintendogs. Divine Providence. Wait, it, it, <laughs> yeah. try to explain how the game works, because it's an interesting Nintendogs game. Oh, how do you explain Nintendogs? <laughs> it's hard to sum it up. I'm, I'm sorry, Brett, what was that? Didn't you say like, oh, I have a copy of Nintendogs Dalmatian Edition, but there are no Dalmatians in the game? <laughs> oh, that's that's a separate story because I also um, I I was bad with my Nintendo DS, and I had a copy of um, Action Replay. Um, I, don't I don't know if either of you know about Action Replay. Action Replay is a third party like cheat software <laughs> for oh. the DS. So you so can't like act- you. You would either like plug in Action Replay, take it out, and then plug in your game, or you would like there were some cartridges that you could plug in Action Replay into your DS, and then that had a slot to plug the game into it, and it would do things like you could get, you know, instantly like a million 
dollars in ten dongs, or it could unlock these other kinds of dogs for you, or stuff like this. And um, so, but it was really unstable. And so, for some reason, um, even though I have Dalmatian and friends, when I go to the kennel, I can only ever buy chihuahuas. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um. <laughs> I, That's which really is not unfortunate. As bad as, it's not as bad as my friend Michael, who had Pokemon Platinum, and he was in the little park where you can have your Pokemon walking beside you, and he accidentally used a wall glitch to escape from there with his Pokemon still following him. Um, but it broke, and so that his like Pokemon will not stop like standing beside him, which means that like every time he goes to talk to someone or use his bicycle or do anything, it, a little like message comes up that's like, you can't do that now. <laughs> like oh, while man. his Pokemon's following him. Yeah, it totally like bugged out his whole game, which is a very yeah. common thing for anyone who used action replay. There were, I think there were a couple versions for other consoles, but action replay was like a use at your own risk kind of thing. <laughs> or you'll live with chihuahuas for the rest of your yeah, life. You'll be stuck with chihuahuas. Side note, my mom grew up with chihuahuas. They had 60 chihuahuas. That's Holy right. Cow. Six zero. Oh. Yikes. Do you know what their names were? Uh, yeah. Uh, in one breath. <laughs> no, I have no clue. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway. Um, they just had an obsession with chihuahuas? Like what? My person. like uh they did like dog shows and stuff. Oh, okay. Here's the question. How many chihuahuas do you need to own before they like legitimately qualify as home defense? You know how you can own like one Great Dane and it's like, okay, people aren't gonna break into your house. How many chihuahuas do you need for it's it's the like dog equivalent of having like a, a bunch of piranhas? <laughs> I mean I feel like 60 is pretty close to that limit of like, people are going to think twice. I don't know if I could fight 60 chihuahuas. They might win. 60? Oh my gosh. I'm just imagining you like, you're the Amazon person. (laughs) Ring the doorbell and there's just 60 chihuahuas. (laughs) You ring the doorbell once and then it's all over. Uh, Yeah. Side note, I did see Beverly Hills Chihuahua in the theater, and me and my brother and my grandma were the only people in there. It was a great time. Anyways, going back to what we were talking about earlier. um, Yeah, so it's interesting that it's around this time that a lot of video game people were making, like, less violent games. Um, They were more easy to play. We were talking about the Wii earlier, but even just, like, online games. This was right around the time when, like, Club Penguin was really big. Oh, Club Penguin. Uh, and like Neopets. I don't know if you guys remember both of those. Um, Webkins. Remember Webkins? Yeah, Webkins. Actually, <laughs> so Jonathan, you'll laugh at this. When Brett and I were working <laughs> at this camp, we're like, you know, we have jobs. We have things we need to be doing. And we like are getting ready for graduation. I think it was literally we were getting ready for graduation or staff training. It was something important. And I look over and Brett is literally playing Webkins. He's like, I haven't checked up on him in a while. What was your Webkins name again? I have no clue. Okay. I don't have it anymore. I, but yeah. You didn't check up on him during quarantine? <laughs> I don't know, but apparently during an important meeting at summer, <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm a cousin. 
I just remember being like, what is Brett doing? They're like, he's checking up on his webkins. I'm like, oh. uh, don't disturb him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, for all listeners of our show who are like, you guys got to cover those topics. We will, we will cover webkins and club penguin, Neil pets, all that stuff coming soon. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's interesting just because of like, we talk about Nintendo stuff like that. Um, for the 3DS, Nintendo launched a female-oriented uh, ad campaign called Play As You Are. Um, and it's um, so basically the idea was to have famous uh, female celebrities using the Nintendo uh, DS to sort of uh, hype it up and also to show, like, the various different types of games that the Nintendo DS would have. So the campaign featured uh, uh, Olympic champion Gabby Douglas, um, uh, Glee star Diana Agron and Sarah Hyland from Modern Family, uh, to name a few. But according to the the yeah, it was, it was important to demonstrate that all kinds of women, young young girls and older, can explore their interests and express their individuality through using Nintendo DS and gaming. Um, but they've had a history of doing that with like Nicole Kidman and Lisa Kudrow from Friends doing commercials for the DS, and more celebrities coming up. Stay tuned, everybody. But um. <laughs> But yeah, truly, this was definitely like a turning point in the, the industry of video games where it was like, hey, why don't we, instead of making a shooter, let's make a video game for everybody. Um, with like Wii Sports is a great example. Um, yeah. But yeah. But like, for example, like before, like I, the DS era of video games, most of my female friends would never like ever want to play video games. But now growing, like now that we're, I'm like grown up, if I like have mario kart or like guitar hero or something going on most of my female friends will join it um which is very different yeah that's interesting so but yeah i think it's just a sign of the times of like how cultures change to yeah i think we've all adapted more into gaming uh and also that people are like you know let's move on from the same kind of call of duty type thing Hmm. um but yeah um, did you guys have any like specific, we talked about Nintendogs. I did want to mention a, a celebrity who did a commercial for them. Um, but Carrie Underwood actually did a commercial for Nintendogs, um, American Idol singer. So <laughs> I think I, I, I saw that. I'll show the video. I have, no, I've seen this cause she's got the pink DS. Yeah. Oh, I saw, I've seen this. I think it's Chihuahuas. Sorry, Jonathan. And she's on a train. Oh, no, she's on a bus. My bad. Um, but, yeah, so it's pretty much – it was just a way of explaining, like, yeah, you know, this is for not for everybody. So she has um, that. But, yeah. Um, what, what year was that? That would have been, like, 2008. That sounds all right. Okay. I love um, that she's watching this... her virtual dog as she's holding her actual dog. What if she named them both the same name? <laughs> she's like well i already watched the dog today virtually so i don't know if you guys ever get like the part in the office where dwight starts up a virtual part version of himself yes it's, it's all the same except he can fly amazing um, i haven't seen that legendary what jonathan do you know watch the I office haven't, I, ha- I haven't gotten that far what? okay <laughs> you're making your way through spongebob and you have not yet watched all of the office yet Jonathan hasn't seen a lot of. I've been, I've been called out, <laughs> um, but it's okay. Jonathan has other uh, great tributes about him. Don't worry. I'm sure. I'm sure. 
Um, but yeah, one thing I think that made, I don't know if this was for you, Lauren, as well, but just in terms of like how the Nintendo DS was different, there's a lot of like educational games, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like the Brain Age or Big Brain Academy. So it's basically, yeah. um, yeah, we had a copy know, of Big Brain Academy. I definitely remember that being a way for pe- people to be like, mom, see, like, <laughs> play games. Learn. My brother and I were talking about this literally last night because I mentioned like, oh yeah, I'm going to be talking about a Nintendo DS with one of my friends for his podcast. And um, he was like, oh wait, what games did we play? And we just had a good time reminiscing. And he's like, remember how we used to always get mom to let us play during school time because of Big Brain Academy? So yes, that was a legitimate tactic that I used in my back in the day. Here's a video. Liv Tyler, she did a commercial with Big Brain Academy and Brain Age. You might know her as uh, the daughter of Steven Tyler from Aerosmith or also from Lord of the Rings. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it, a lot of interesting that a lot of their um, ad campaigns feature female celebrities doing uh, working on it, which is really cool. Yeah. Because it also showed it to be different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was cool that it, um, especially with the educational games, not just for female gamers, but there were a lot of like older people who played um, um, with the Nintendo DS, and a lot of them being like you know in their eighties even. Yeah, it was across all ages and you, genders. Do you guys know about? There's this w- old woman named Audrey uh, uh, Buchanan. She's like eighty-eight years old, and she plays Animal Crossing like legit. Like she has like like hours of like 30,000 hours of Animal Crossing on her DS. I was totally unaware. Um, so, so much that they put her into the new Animal Crossing for the Switch. As oh. A yeah. Named Audrey. Legendary. It's not like a human just walks by and like, hey! <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, uh. Did you play Animal Crossing at all, Lauren? I didn't. That was never one of my games that I played. Definitely feels like over COVID, that got really big. Yeah, I feel like it did. I remember playing, um, dang it, I can't remember. It was like a Hello Kitty game. Um, I mentioned this earlier. It was like Happy Happy Party or Party Pals or something like that. Um, And that was like one of my all-time favorite games. I don't even remember. It had like little missions that you would go on. I'm Googling it right now. I can hear I can hear the keys. Um, and there was this one game called Crazy Cakes where you're like flipping pancakes. And I just thought it was like the most fun. Um, that was one of my favorite Nintendo DS games outside of Nintendogs. I'm trying to think of what kind of dogs I had on Nintendogs now since you mentioned that there's different. I know I had a, I think that I had like a couple wiener dogs. I remember one of them was named Butter because it looked like a stick of butter, and I named it Butter. <laughs> I um, think I, I had uh, my first dog was a Dalmatian, and of course his name was Spot. Spot. I, uh, yeah. I was trying to call it beforehand because because I was like it's a classic. I was like eleven, and I was like, "What would a Dalmatian be named?" And I was like, "Spot." Obviously, of course. Obviously, I think I had a dog. I'm pretty sure it was a Husky named Daisy just all the classic dog names outside of butter I think I I think (laughs) I think I had a golden retriever named Daisy 
Mm. Or uh, Goldie. In college, I, I might have a dog named Goldie. In, in college, <laughs> I met a girl who has a pet snake named Denzel Washington. That's amazing. <laughs> um, Nin, Nintendo snakes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even sound nice. Um, but yeah, no. So there were other things like puzzle games um, were really popular on it, uh, like Tetris, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's this series called the Professor Layton games, um, which is essentially like puzzle games in like a Sherlock Holmes anime. I don't know how to explain it, but that's one of the things yeah. that our our sponsor, Quinn. <laughs> Quinn. Shout out to Quinn. Shout out to Quinn, guys. Um, no, but so the example of that would be like you get a letter from a client as like a detective, but there's like a hidden message in the letter and you have to find it. Um, so things like that. It's kind of fun. It's cool because it's like all the puzzles have to do with the story. It's cool. I like it. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's any other puzzle games that y'all played or any have anything. I remember we, I mean, this isn't necessarily a puzzle, but it is still like trivia type thing. It fits in that genre. We had the Bible game that we played <laughs> and that was also another thing that we we're like, mom, dad, we can play this during school hours because it's the Bible game and we're learning about the Bible. <laughs> There and are just had, like random Bible game, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm from what I understand, it doesn't. It's really glitchy. Yep, it is very glitchy. <laughs> not well made. No. Uh, but hey, you know, <laughs> if you can convince your parents, that's the whole point of childhood. Is if you can convince your parents to yes. be doing what you're not supposed to do, then you've done. It. You can. You've made it. Um, yeah. Then there's a lot of like DIY. I'm just. I was just looking over like different genres that kind of came with the ds but there's a lot of diy games so i don't know if you guys remember like scribble knots um have it where it's basically like here's you have to get from here and there's a bunch of uh like there's a bunch of ocean here and then the flags over there and you got to get over there and so you can oh, yeah. write in your notepad whatever you want you can write boat jetpack whatever and then it would appear and then that's how you get across so it's really creative really fun you can build your own levels there's a lot of that um there's a game like WarioWare where it was like build your own, build, make your own music, make your own games. Um, and like Drawn to Life was another one where it's like they had a game, but you make, you create like from scratch through drawing like PictoChat your character. Um, huh. I remember that. I don't yeah. think I owned that game, but I do remember borrowing it from someone. Was it Quinn? This is. Uh, <laughs> Was no. he sponsoring you all the way back then? And you all the way back then? Unfortunately not. No, I wasn't um, worthy. Qu- Quinn and Jonathan and I all were, were in school together, like, way back in the day. Oh, that's um, awesome. But, yeah. Um, then there's one other one that I, I want to mention real quick was the rhythm games. Um, things like, there's, a, uh, there's things called rhythm, rhythm Heaven was one of them. Um, essentially, like, the whole point is, like, like, Use your lightsaber stylus to like the beat, you know, like swipe or tap or something. Yeah. But really fun. Um, and the interesting thing about that one is who they got for that commercial. Um, uh, this was, I think, yeah, 2008. But they happened to get um, Beyonce um, <laughs> out of all people to do the commercial. So, um, Beyonce did a commercial for the Rhythm Heaven games. Um, I was doing rhythmic. research, and all of a sudden, I saw Beyonce show up. I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> we're adding this." Yeah, 
She uh, looks so happy. Yeah. This is also like 2008 um, version of, uh, if you're watching the video really closely, she's basically like, I don't think she's ever used a Nintendo DS before. She's using the style. She's literally like, like, steering, <laughs> like tap, 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 like hitting it so hard. But she's so happy about it, right? Look at that face. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's another version of this, like the deleted scenes? That has like all the all the times she like broke the DS. <laughs> they have to Start like smoking. Right. Greg. <laughs> I did see a behind the scenes on it. She's like, I love it. But this is like, so this is around the time that she made the album "I Am Sasha Fierce," which has the song "Halo" in it, um, mm-hmm. which we mentioned last week. But yeah, I think she was really into video games around this time. Uh, our Queen Bee. Queen Bee. Can you imagine if if she did commercials for video games now? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I want to imagine that. Hi, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> the new PlayStation 5 is now everyone would buy it. Yeah. I'm just imagining what those commercials would look like. I don't even I don't the even The reason know. I love Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> this is we this is the second time in a row we mentioned Beyonce on our podcast. Um I think it's just us trying to campaign to get her on. Honestly, yeah, that would be. She could talk, talk to Quinn. Her. Talk to Quinn. Quinn could probably get her on here. Quinn, hey Quinn. I'm calling him right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was sort of you know they the Nintendo DS was just able to do so much stuff, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. I do have some kind of fun, some interesting stories that I was able to uncover through my research. One kind of really cool one and one kind of scary one. Which one do you guys want to hear first? Ooh, that's a hard one. Lauren, you get to choose your guess. Oh, great. Um, let's start with the scary and then we'll end with the fun. Okay. Um, so around 2009, November, um, there's this man in Japan, a man in Japan. Come on and <laughs> come on and slam and welcome to Japan. Um, <laughs> By the he goes by his username is Sal Nine Thousand, um, and the Nintendo DS during this time had a dating simulation game called Love Plus that was really popular in Japan. Um, and there's a character in the game that was one of the girls you could date in it named uh, Nene Onegasaki. Um, I don't know how to. I'm just gonna get straight to the point about this. Um, <laughs> this man and the character in the game Nene Onegasaki got legally married. Oh, yikes. Um, So this man married the character in the Nintendo DS dating simulator, and they are legally married. Um, They had a full wedding ceremony with a MC, a DJ, and a priest. Oh. Uh, So imagine being the guy to do that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, The wedding started with a slideshow video. Of how the couple first met, <laughs> uh, probably you just pushed on, uh, and, and it's some just of the, the start were, sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, some of their special moments. So it's basically just photos of them, like of him walking around town with his Nintendo DS. Oh my! Um, so yeah. the DS, the ultimate wingman for this guy. Uh, <laughs> um. Sal had apparently <laughs> uh, he had a laundry list of uh, video game girls girlfriend girlfriends before he met Nene too. So 
Apparently he was uh, so around. How does this happen? Is this like wasn't there a woman who like married the Eiffel Tower? You remember hearing about that? How it works, Lauren? Have you heard of? Yeah. How does that? And I'm I'm not quite sure logistically how these things play out. Do you think that like, um, Nene and Nagasaki was like, where they were like, do you take? Sal 9000 to be your lawfully wedded <laughs> husband. Was she like, I do? Um, yeah. It's how did that part of the ceremony? I don't know how. Or, or was it like the, was it like the princess bride? <laughs> the priest is like, wav, and then he's like, skip to the end. Is it, they just skip the I actual don't ceremony? Know how. Um, but they also wrote their own vows. I'm just kidding. They didn't do that. Wait, she wrote her own. Oh. No, I'm joking, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> But they had a, the best man gave a speech. Um, <laughs> I didn't know this until I was reading this. I didn't know that was you, Jonathan. That was that must have been weird. Jonathan, how was that for I you? I mean, it it was one of the worst interventions I've ever done. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to talk. Okay. Um, also, the bride's friend Rinko, who was also in the video <laughs> game, said a few words. Okay, but is this? I'm sorry. What's the bride's name again? Or this uh, married? Rico. No, the bride's name the is the bride. Nikki. Okay, so is she out there just dating other guys on this game still, or did they? I'm not sure, but I'm telling you right now, the divorce is going to be very easy. <laughs> Turn her off. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know how. I'm. I feel this is literally like a Black Mirror episode. Um, yeah. Cue the music. We're gonna play the theme song right here. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much how it works. Is that poor nine south south nine thousand south nine thousand? Um. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Sal, was scary. South nine thousand. Is he like a robot? Is he like a Terminator? Is that why he's? He's actually another like, Nintendo DS. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, another Nintendo DS. Um, uh, but yeah. Is there, are there like any pictures from this wedding or? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I'm sorry, Jonathan. I'm pulling you down with me. Um, but yes, there was a oh, video. My goodness. Oh my goodness. I, I, I just looked up some Google images, but I saw a video of the ceremony. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, but there he is. There's Nene. It's a red. <laughs> it's a red one, just like yours. It's just what he took your Nintendo DS. So yeah, here's uh, Sal. Uh, That's uh. Look, the stylus in hand. Yeah. It, oh man. It's like the ring, you know, the stylus. <laughs> I hate that. Instead of putting the ring on her, finger, he like puts the stylus, stylus on her. <laughs> oh my Nene. goodness. And there she is. She's oh, pretty. Look at wow. oh. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at a, a oh. anime body pillow of Nene, and uh, I looks like bread. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I hate that. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, you gotta give give us the cool story, bro. Okay, I think cool we, need to bounce, we need to bounce back from this. Okay. 
So in 2005, there was an expeditioner named Neil Mueller who did an ascent to the top of Mount Everest um, nice. with a group of people. I thought Lauren would like this one. And um, yes. so and so with their trip, uh, it was him and his group. They brought like a lot of technology with them, uh, mainly things like CB radios. Uh, they brought like they were able to bring like I think a really small Dell computer, things like that, and things like that, so they could bring it, um, you know, in case anything went wrong. Um, so the CB radio they brought just to stay in touch. Um, and because of the cold wind and uh, the Dell computer got fried during the trip, the Polytechnic uh, screen went out and they had three of the four MP3 players went bad. But they did bring Nintendo DSs on their trip. And they, oh, survived, yeah, they, did. they survived the entire ascent and descent down the, down the mountain of Mount Everest. Um, and everything else that was up did not... Uh, go through the entire trip uh, without being destroyed. Um, and it was interesting because the Nintendo DS units suffered the worst of the entire thing. They were constantly in the tents, which were normally would get moist or cold. And then uh, they suffered like, you know, all the wind blasts going up to the top. Um, and even like the Sherpas would like beat the heck out of them just by like, <laughs> if they were cooking, like, like curry would spill on them. And they'd just get like, you know, they're like, uh, oh, there's no spoon. Just stir at the Nintendo DS. I mean, if I was folding my clothes with this earlier, <laughs> we only have backpacks. Quick, whip out the Nintendo DS. It has the greatest folding method known to. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much, yeah, someone, someone call Marie Kondo and let her know <laughs> this that a new folding joy. method isn't happening. This yeah, this. sparks joy. Um, so yeah, hardcore. And the Nintendo DS has done some interesting things in its lifetime. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how, yeah, Jonathan, you probably, okay. All right. All right. You know what? Okay. Jonathan, you don't know this. Okay. If you don't know Lauren, I might as well do this now. If you don't know Lauren and if you really know Lauren, this is my impression of Lauren. Okay. One time we were hanging out outside of this library and it was that night and we were just chilling on the steps. All of a sudden Lauren comes out and then just starts going up and down the steps over and over again, and then says, I'm so hyper right now. That's Lauren for you, everybody. Uh, and you were probably just saying, subscribe to Vlogzilla. Pretty much. <laughs> and thanks for the free promotion, Lauren. Anyways. Um, You're welcome. No problem. Always uh, here for you. But yes, no. I've never done Everest or anything that intense. Um, but it would be fun to take up some video games. Yeah. I wonder how the Nintendogs were doing up on Mount Everest. It sounds like they did okay. We're about to make this next climb. Wait, I got a feed spot. Butter, quick. Come here, let me take you on a walk. Yeah, we got to give Butter a bath. <laughs> oh. We can do it at the top. There's no time. <laughs> we uh, honestly want to know what games they had, but Good question. Alas. Yeah, we even we can even get oh, yeah. cooking mama or any of that stuff. That cooking mama is what they called Jonathan in high school, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> What's it's up, true. cooking mama? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but yeah, no, the Nintendo DS is a well, really interesting system. It definitely changed the way, especially now, because um, so much of video games now is like mm. uh, feels like it's all got to be like the best graphics. 
it's got to be, you know, this big of an immersive experience. And I feel like Nintendo DS was like, we can take a break from that. And it was more, you know, as Jonathan pointed out earlier, so successful. Yeah. No, I've been thinking about it as we've been talking about this. With the things that I think made it so successful and made it have that reach, is that like with when they had the two screens and the touch screen, they started to, I feel like they started to think about video games differently when they were trying to see like, how can we make use of having two screens and a touch screen? And they started thinking about, okay, we can, okay, we can do, we could do some things like we can make our classic like Legend of Zelda games or like, and we have map and items down there. And then they were like, well, we could also have like, you could interact with rhythms. And then the other screen is just giving you cues on what to do. And we can have different puzzle games and different, you know, all this other stuff that they started developing. And they started, I feel like with, the advancement in the technology and having the touchscreen, they were able to think about video games in a new way. And that's what helped those games like get that extra reach is that they were unconventional in a sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's super revolutionary. And especially since like now Nintendo has kind of gone away from doing, you know, a handheld system. I mean, they've kind of combined it with the Nintendo switch. Um, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. And then, I mean, Nintendo shows for themselves that they don't really care about having to meet certain markets or anything, that they really just care about making great games for everyone. And, you know, I think the, the you know, sales prove it. But yeah. Yeah, it's funny to me looking at, like starting with the Game Boy Advance, because it's basically the bottom half of the DS without a touch screen, like with the way it's arranged with the buttons okay. and the screen in the middle. And then yeah. you have the SP, which folds like the DS folds. So the DS is kind of like both those ideas. And I feel like even then, like that idea continued like past the 3DS to like the Wii U, like their game pad had like a screen in the middle and like buttons on the side. And that's basically like the same shape that like the Nintendo Switch has, right? Where like the screen in the middle and like controllers on the side. I find it interesting that that's like become like such a staple that like even though the Game Boy Advance like kind of introduced it, it was really the DS that like mm -hmm. made it take off. Yeah, no, you for sure. And I mean, we were going back to taking this. You can take a Nintendo DS on the plane. You can take a Switch on the plane now. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. they're really about you know accessibility being a huge part of their thing. But yeah, that's all my notes. Lauren, did you have any other final thoughts? No, I didn't. I've enjoyed being on here with you guys and reminiscing on the Nintendo DS days. Getting a start. Um, yeah. Catch me on PicTo mm. chat. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll have to have you back either in person or for something. I don't know if you have any other topics you have in mind, but we can do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, you are a guest on Most Extreme Podcast, which does mean you get a prize. Um, it is not here yet um but uh i know that you said you like racing games so I, I got for you this is a poster done as like a classic italian travel poster that is so cool um, that is amazing brett so oh. it should be sometime showing up <laughs> <laughs> sometimes with etsy you never know um you never know uh, but yeah no, i'm excited about it thanks brett yeah, well, thank you for coming on. Um, but yeah, and if you liked what you heard, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast feed and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, follow us 
on Twitter and Instagram with the handle Most Extreme Pod. And if you have any questions, email us at mostextremepodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week.